Welcome to the Random Tea Sleepy Hollow Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're going to talk about Season 1, Episode 10, The Golem. Or Golem. Golem. We just had this conversation (laughs) on how to pronounce it, and I apparently have no consistency. Because half the time I say Golem, and half the time I say Golem. So, um, It was directed by J. Miller Tobin, and it was written by Mark Goffman, Jose Molina, and Alex Kurtzman. And uh, Jose Molina... um, In addition to writing for uh, Sleepy Hollow, he wrote the Iron Ceiling episode of Agent Carter. Did he? Yeah. And he's written for Fire... He wrote two episodes for Firefly. Oh, okay. So we know this guy. Yeah, yeah. We like him. Cool. Uh, It was a good episode, though. Yeah, I I liked it. I think I actually like this one better than the previous one, better than Sanctuary. I think so, too. I think the the story was more interesting. Of course, the Haunted House... And the Haunted House was more interesting, and the story of the... Whatever that creature was, was just kind of, eh. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think this is a more interesting story-wise. I think visually Sanctuary was really good. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think as the story goes, I'm just going to stop repeating myself. (laughs) All right, so we'll get right into the recap. Um, And Ichabod is chopping wood, and it's awesome. And and I had like Age of Ultron flashbacks, but um, <laughs> but so <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I did, and uh, so we get some eggnog fun facts and woodsman angst. Yes, which is all you really need in a Sleepy Hollow now, episode. So last episode we it was Thanksgiving, right? So now it's the Christmas, Christmas season. Yes, they don't. It's not Christmas Day, right? But, but it's in that time. But period. he bitches about the fact that there's a christmas tree is a thing he is such a he is he's a scrooge and she calls him on it yeah and he even though Um, he doesn't get that reference yes but he does mention uh back in his day that it was referred to as egg and grog which really was a thing back then because of course you looked it up of course i looked it up because i had to know what the hell grog was because when you hear grog in like pirate terms is what i think of it well i think of um oh uh, 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 Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. In uh, Shadows of Mordor on PlayStation 4 you have that grog. I played, you poison the grog. Oh. You poison the orc's grog I'm, I'm to gonna, take down some of the orcs. I'm going to show my age, and uh, mine came, my first introduction to the word grog was in the original Secret of Monkey Island video game, circa like even... 93 on computer. Yeah, and so there were pirates and, and I grog. I was probably paying, playing Leisure Suit Larry back then, so <laughs> I can't say a whole lot. But anyway, um, egg and grog actually was a thing. It is an old... In- He's absolutely right. Um, they it, finally started doing research. They did. <laughs> but it was... Um, the, the rum was not actually introduced to eggnog until it came to the New World. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Those wacky colonists. I know. The rum that we... Because of the Caribbean. Yeah. Because rum, rum was... comes from the Caribbean, so they right. didn't start adding it until uh, the New World. And apparently, uh, as we know, Ichabod loves his rum. Yep. So that's what he likes about uh, the egg and grog. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes to both that and some other eggnog history just for grins. Because it was, <laughs> it was fun. If you want to try some, I personally don't like rum. So I'm not going to drink any. I don't mind rum, but the egg part kind of grosses me out. Yeah, that is a little creepy. It squeaks me out. And it's, it's, the eggnog is like white and creamy. Yeah. And you know I don't do dairy. <laughs> I don't like so. the consistency of it. Yeah, it's just, it's wrong on so many levels. Yeah. So. Well, anyway. maybe, maybe that's, well, no, he's probably angry because he doesn't have any eggnog, but he's just super pissed well, off. Hey, now Abby brought him that whole bottle 
in the last episode. Of Remember, rum. She yeah, that's true. That, your favorite, and that was not a small bottle. No, that wasn't. He must have been. Well, you know, if you just found find out that you had a son. Yeah. 200 years ago that you didn't know about, I'd be drinking a bottle of rum too. Yeah. You and can't blame him. Well, and he can't be mad at Katrina because she's not there, so... But he he yeah. wants to he wants to know what happened to his son and he wants to contact Katrina because she wants to know why she didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. We had a little little witness bonding. Yeah, a little time witness here. bonding. And um, he we find out that he has called in Henry Parrish to help. So so John Noble's back. I was glad to see him back. I was too because I'm such a fan of John Noble the actor. Yeah. Uh, that so I was, was really glad to see him. Yeah, I was like, oh okay, he's gonna be a thing. Um, but he does not like to be touched. No, he, um, I don't, I don't want to accuse him of being autistic because I don't know enough about that and I don't want to offend anybody. Right. But he does appear to have some sort of mental something. But because, you know, a lot of he talks about, and we'll get into it later on when he talk, starts talking about the train and the timing and, and everything. Yeah. Um, but he does seem to have a little, but it, it seems he's a lot more than just a sin eater in the traditional like if you remember in the episode we talked about what a sin eater was yeah he's more like a he comes across as with his powers more like a medium yeah in a way but it's just anyway now that he's he has come back for a a second time they have a new ally yeah in him and um henry isn't really sure how to help them but then again he came he did he came out of his way to to come there um but ichabod leans back on the fact that he summoned Arthur Bernard to him and he figures it's sort of the same thing. Yes. So, um... It's a pathway between worlds. Right. So, he convinces Henry to at least try, but he, but Henry warns Ichabod that his soul will be in danger. Yes. And Ichabod tries to convince Abby to leave. Yeah, and she's not going to have any and, of it. But she will not leave him any more than Ichabod would leave her to the Sandman. No, and, but Henry makes makes the whole thing sound really ominous. Um, and Abby's like, yeah, no, I'm going to stay. Um, and so Henry tells him that he's going to bring Crane closer to Katrina and closer to death at the same time. It There's a sick kind of logic to that, though. Yeah, and um, so he then proceeds to choke him, literally choke him into purgatory. I don't know what I expected. I don't know what I expected either, because I was like, dude, somebody else could choke him. Yeah. Because that's what kills me. He doesn't... At first, I thought the no-touching thing was because he didn't want to, like, do any sin-eater juju to, like, yeah, send the sin back. And that's probably where he gets some of the but issues he, from. But, but he, he touches... Right on in there. Yeah, him to strangle but him. It, but again, it was by his choice... That's to true. reach out and That's touch, true. whereas it wasn't somebody touching him. You know, see yeah. the difference. And um, so he goes to purgatory, and Yay. we see that creepy ass doll that we saw a couple episodes ago. Yes. And then Who we all makes a doll like that for a child. We find a out. baby. We find out. Oh, that's right, we do. Um, so we see this doll, and then we see Katrina. You know, which is the reason why he's here. And did you uh, immediately when I saw this purgatory place? Because we've seen purgatory before. This looked like a damn prince video. It was like scarves <laughs> and shit, and candles, <laughs> and like wind blowing, and it was just—it didn't work yeah. for me. <laughs> it looked like an '80s prince video for me. Now that you say that, it really did. <laughs> 
so much. And uh, damn it, Ichabod wants to know about his son. Man, he gets straight to it. He does. He's he's. There's no hi, honey. How are uh, you? How no, was your day? No, I missed you. No, he wanted to know about Jeremy. And right we, off. and we find out that that he was named Jeremy. And um, oh, sorry, <laughs> way to spoil it four seconds earlier than I was going to do it. <laughs> Spoiler. And um, she, it turns out that she didn't know she was pregnant when he died, when okay. Ichabod died. So he could, she couldn't have told him. Right. She wasn't really keeping it a secret from him because she didn't know. Well, she could have told him when he, like, the numerous times he's talked to her and Abby since, though. She wouldn't tell him anything else straight up. That's why would true. she tell him about this? <laughs> That's true. I don't know why I expected anything. She couldn't say she's a witch. She had to say she's one of us. Yeah, that's true. There's a thing. That's yeah. what she would say. By the way, Ichabod, there's a thing. There's something I should tell you. It's very important I should tell you. And oh my God, I really should tell you. And oh, I'm getting pulled away again. <laughs> it would happen. Yeah. Thanks, Katrina. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we find out his name is Jeremy and she didn't know she's pregnant and that she was chased by her coven because of what she did with Ichabod. Um, and she ran to Frederick's Manor for sanctuary, which we did find that out. Um, last episode, but now we know why, is because she was getting chased by her coven. Right. Uh, and I don't know if you remember, but uh, remember the Masons? Mm-hmm. When they, they were found, pissed, too. When they found Ichabod. Yeah, they called her a betrayer. Yeah. Uh, when they caught up with Ichabod, they were like, okay, and here's what, what you need to, you know, Ichabod needed to die. Well, Katrina's coven was on the same side. And the thing is... You really can't fault either Katrina or the coven. No, because, I mean, she she made a choice based on the fact that it was her husband. And they were just purely looking at it like, you kill him, you well, kill death. Her husband, as and he's a witness. Yeah. And see, that goes back to the whole thing we've been talking about for several episodes. If they would have killed him... Does that automatically prevent the apocalypse because one of your witnesses is dead? Or does that make it worse? I don't know. I mean, where the logic in that would come in at? I, it would prevent death from arising, right? But does that for prevent, a certain? But I don't. I don't know that it would stop the apocalypse. Period. Yeah, because I mean, not everything is hinged upon death. So maybe they were being short-sighted, and of course, yeah. Katrina was being short-sighted too. She didn't know all this. No. Um. So she was I, just hiding her husband and the witness. Yeah, so. I just think it was crappy circumstances so, all around. Yeah, you really just... I can't say that the coven was wrong. I can't say Katrina was wrong or this person was right. It's it's a sucky situation. Yeah. And so um, she had to give the baby up to protect him. And this is where she gives him the worst doll ever made. So Who? Katrina... Katrina made that ugly, horrible, scary-ass thing that belongs in a Stephen King novel. <laughs> crafting skills suck like the only worst thing could have been like here's a doll of pennywise the clown <laughs> like that's the only thing that would have been creepier no the clowns come in later i know right but it's just uh that is just a horrible doll it was, it was not even attractive it looks like a really sense. scary patrick starfish from spongebob <laughs> <It does look> <laughs> I mean, that doll, like, I think that doll offends me as much as the tombstone offends you. I, I, I'm like, why would you give that to I a child? Know, I, Ugh, my, youngest child, my youngest child would actually like it, but yeah, but she's she, 20. So. Yeah, she's old enough to choose what creepy ass thing she wants to look at. That's true. Oh, so yeah, that doll really bothers me. Um, it's creepy ass doll. <laughs> and we find out that um, Grace and her husband took Jeremy in. So... Abby's ancestor. Yes, and her husband took 
Ichabod's son in. Yes. Um, when Katrina ran away. Um, okay. Now, we see Katrina in Purgatory, and you notice she's dressed all sexy here. Yes. And in the flashbacks, she is not. Yes. When she's in the flashbacks, she is dressed period, appropriately. She's dressed in the period dress. Even so, in when she's running from the coven. Right. So my theory is... Because she's being kept in purgatory for Abraham. Yes. As like his prize. Yeah. That's the way he wants to see her. Oh. And I, I don't know that, I mean, I hope that's the choice so behind it, that they're not just sexing her up for no reason, but Abraham's kind of a, kind of an asshole and kind yeah. of a, I mean, I could He's see a, him wanting to see her like that. And he, he thinks he, he can own her. Yeah. Like she's an object, not a person. So yeah. I can, I can see where that could come in. That. That would, ex- I'm still not happy about it, but it still explains. I would like for them to explain it. Yeah. If that is what they chose. Because she is so. I mean, her boobs are just of, all I up know. in your face. And her shoulders are uncovered and her arms are bare. And, and her hair's all undone. She's got no <laughs> cap on. She's got no cap on because they were all, that women always had like yeah. head coverings unless they had a big ass hairdo. A do. Yeah. Or so a hat. it was just wrong. Yeah. I don't like it either. But that that's my, that's my theory. Okay. Um, you fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, blah, 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 we'll triumph, he'll save her, blah, blah, blah. Well, she mentions um, the four who speak as one. Yes, she does. She does mention that. That's a show creation. I couldn't find anything. Okay. That was really cool. About that. Um, however, uh, I, I do have a little bit more on, on that, but we can well, talk about it when we when actually we get to. Get it. to. Um, so there's a, there's an Easter, I think it's an Easter egg. Oh, Cool. So, of course, they're interrupted, and something tries to break into the church that they're in in Purgatory. Yes, it's not Moloch. No, it's That's not, not Moloch. Moloch. You know that, no, and it's it not anybody we've seen. No, we only get like a, a it's a, you don't. It's a small like flash. A, like a second, and apparently I'm losing my speech here again. Um, but he, the first thing I notice is he doesn't have the horns. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's the first thing you notice yeah, about those, Moloch. Yeah, those is, big old horns. It's the horns. So no, it's just a flash. You know, it's not Moloch. So so like Crane is kicked back into his body and he wakes up. Yes. And in the forest we see. Wait, wait, and, and Henry says his body is having a physical reaction. I'm not sure what other kind of reaction a body can have. <laughs> I don't know that a body can have a mental reaction. Well. Um, but the body's having a physical, physical reaction. reaction, which, you know, it's okay, re- he's been to purgatory. Redundantly redundant <laughs> sentence. Repetitively redundant. Uh, so we see the forest and, um, something big and faceless and weird raise, rises from the ground and rawr. Okay, so now the scary doll is alive. See, I didn't realize that's you didn't what it realize was. That's the when doll? I fir- when I first watched it, like I did on the rewatch cuz obviously I remember sure. what it was. When I first watched it, I guess I didn't Really? Yeah, because the doll has um like a black kind of fabric or at least it did in one of the one of the times yeah. Abby saw it. Yeah. And this is more like clay-like. Yeah. Well, you know what clued me in? Hmm. The stitched up mouth. Oh, I don't think I paid that much. Of it. Yeah, I, I don't. The, sti- the stitching of the. I pay attention to other things. Apparently, yeah, it was. Yeah, it. I knew because it, it just. Yeah, I'm gonna say it again. The stitching Which, of the mouth. Who gives? Who gives a person a doll with a mouth <laughs> that's that stitch clothes? What the hell, Katrina? What the hell? What the hell? She's a witch. I don't. I she's don't a very do. bad, and it's, I don't mean that as she's like, an evil witch. She's just not very good at it. She's just not a very good. She's witch. just not good. <laughs> Um, 
so yeah, we end with the with the roar, and then um, we move on, and Ichabod. Dis- he does all this math to decide how many descendants he might have. I considered checking his math and just my brain hurt. And I, I, said I no. gave no consideration to that because it was math. <laughs> and I was like, no. I like numbers. My brain was like, nope. Yeah. I figured if there were if there were uh, numbers to be had, you would have them if you I so did, chose. I did consider it for a moment and then, was like, no, no. Fuck that shit. I'm out. But he does it in his head. And it's, he does, but yeah, I'm not. No, and Abby's like, yeah, that's great. So anyway, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna visit the historical society library and look for genealogy records. Okay, so explain to me. Yes, they were able to trace Lena back to Lachlan Fredericks, right? With a Google search. Yes, they were able to trace. Uh, they were able to find the little boys, the dis- the last living descendant back in the Blood Moon episode for the little boy via Google via, via whatever. Yeah, Google whatever. Okay, why is it that they have to go to the his- historical society to find Ichabods? Um, because it's a secret. That's right, it's a secret. <laughs> That's my answer. If, I, if the writers didn't give me I a just, convincing enough answer. Will it floored me that they now suddenly have to go through all this trouble. To go to the... And it's not even in the archives. They have to go somewhere else. Yeah. They have to go to this historical yeah. society. And... um. They're they're gonna go and Henry is like, I, dude, I just want to make my train, and Ichabod See, this is, is where I start getting the idea um, that he may have some autistic tendencies. Well, even if it's not because it's in eighteen minutes, it's in eighteen minutes. Even if it's not quote unquote autism or well, whatever, have, maybe it's his way of coping with the mental strain, the, the of anxiety this, of what he does. Well, he does see all this evil everywhere, yeah. and he does carry it with him, and that and that's absolutely true that's why i'm hesitant to i don't want to give him the label yeah i don't want to say yes this is what it is neither one of us know enough about it to say yay or nay no i uh i have a uh, one of my cousins has a an autistic child but i don't know him yeah he's in florida and i'm not yeah um so i i really can't but it, i have but no if, personal experience if anybody has any insight into henry or you have any ideas or theories send us an email at randomtpodcast at gmail.com and, yes please and we'll we'll be happy to talk about it on the show um yeah. so yeah so henry henry just wants to get back for his train and but ichabod convinces him to stay and help um i thought it was abby that convinced yeah him that's to stay. right ichabod tries and then abby is the one that actually gets him to right. agree to it and he is like yeah but only if you get me back for the 1244 1244 train, train. And when they, so, and then Henry goes and gets in, in the car, mm-hmm. and there's a, a look between Abby and Ichabod mm-hmm. that clearly says thank you. Yeah. Like, geez, I couldn't do it, so thanks for stepping in. Like, thanks. And then she gives him a little nod. It's, which goes back to, and we've talked about this before, the communication between those two actors Is, as those characters uh, without talking. Yeah, even non-verbally, they, they make great great communication that takes really good chemistry between two people yeah so these two actors make the show yeah if it were not if it wouldn't work if ichabod was played by anybody else or if if, uh, abby was played by anybody else it would not work as well because they need that chemistry is what carries the show yeah i really think and uh, before we leave the scene we get a flash of the monster watching from the bushes and um so we go on to frank and he is visiting his old priest presumably in the city because that's 
that he later he visits Macy, so they're still living yeah. in the city. Yeah, no, I, I didn't think about that, but yeah, um, I just didn't literally didn't think about it. <laughs> and um, so he starts asking the priest about witnesses, and um, the priest tells him that that might be the same thing as a martyr. Um, and Frank is Which, not amused. <laughs> if you read the passages in Revelations that speak to the the I, the witnesses, the witnesses do die. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see witness being yeah interchangeable with martyr in that situation. And um, so we go to this historical uh, center library, and Ichabod charms the librarian with his knowledge. And she points them to a section that might have stuff on the Trinity Church, which is where um, Abby had to hand over Jeremy to Grace and her husband. And um, we have a cute little bit about mistletoe. That's true. It is true. It, uh, mistletoe is it, mistletoe has been around a very, very, very long time. Cool. Um, it's a very it's it's a tradition that dates back. But what I wanted to point that's not the research I wanted to point out. <laughs> What I wanted to point out was he, he, the way he flirts his way into getting this woman to tell mm-hmm. him where the records they want are is he mentions the Sleepy Hollow founding father. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow was not actually Sleepy Hollow until 1996. What? Sleep, they, they took on the name of Sleepy Hollow. It was actually North Terrytown. Really? Terrytown Psychiatric. Yeah. Yeah. It actually was named Terrytown until, 19, it was, until 1996. I guess they wanted, I wanted those to tourist go, dollars. Well, I wanted to go see when Sleepy Hollow was founded and if this guy was actually a founding father. Well, when he mentioned it was, it wasn't Sleepy Hollow, the um, the municipality that he mentioned. I'll have to go back and listen. Ooh. It wasn't Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, I just went looking for the name and then I went immediately that's, to go look that's up. That's really interesting, though. Yeah, but it was, well, in the story of the Sleepy Hollow, it says that, um, it, it says they're not actually in Sleepy Hollow. It is a part of the woods or a hollow. Yeah. That they call Sleepy Hollow, that they are actually a part of Terrytown. Okay. They explain that in the actual Washington Irving I've slept since then, so I didn't story. remember that. Yeah, it's been a while. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sleepy Hollow was not Sleepy Hollow until not even 10 years ago. <laughs> wow. Good times. Well, 96, that'd be 20 years ago. Oh wait, what day is this? Yeah, it's it's 2015. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know the 90s feel like they're just 10 years ago. The 90s were just last week. Yep. <laughs> Who's showing whose age now? I know, right? Okay. <laughs> so, so they find records about Grace, which I thought was terribly convenient. Well, of course they do. And how but, she but, died. But Henry's the one who finds it. Yes. Really quickly. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I thought that, That's too. I chin, was like... I was, it's a chin scratcher. I was like, okay. Um, when they're looking for records of, of the church, they find records about Grace. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, and so it seems that Jer- little baby Jeremy was a firebug. He was a little horror. He was. He was just setting fires and shit when he cried. Mm-hmm. And um, Grace actually died in a fire um, that Jeremy started, and then he was moved to an orphanage. Yes. And um, this upsets Ichabod even more. Yeah. And Abby is, he he apologizes. Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say. He's upset because he feels like that he was responsible for her ancestors. ancestor's death. And Abby's like, I don't blame you. It wasn't your you fault. You weren't there. Um, it really wasn't even Jeremy's fault. I mean, he, was, really a, wasn't. he was a little one when, when if, if the flashbacks they were showing match up with the ages... Um, he was just crying, and he would start these fires. Yeah, well, with any 
child of that age who would have powers with no education for it whatsoever. Yeah, no control over it. Yeah, it'd be completely uncontrolled. So, um, Henry senses that the librarian knows much more than she lets on, and he can smell him some sin. (laughs) That's literally what I put in my notes. This is the high-quality stuff you get from me. I know. I just (laughs) really feel like Henry's character is just seems, is starting to seem a little kinky. Yeah. Um, But then we see Mrs. Hudson running to her car. Why was she running to her just suddenly, I mean, running? Well, and the fact that Henry didn't smell sin on her earlier. Why didn't he say something then? Yeah. I don't know, but whatever. And so he, the monster attacks her fleeing and he like literally just smashes her into her car. She's in the cab of it and it just monster smash. (laughs) And she did. D.E.D. dead. D.E.D. dead. And we move on and we see Frank visiting Macy and has a little talk with Cynthia, his ex-wife. Yes. And I continue. I like Cynthia, too. I do like Cynthia Launch. They didn't make her a typical shrew of an ex-wife. Like, her complaints are legit. Yeah. He wasn't wasn't around. Um, Yeah. And she seems like a nice person. She's got all the right heart. Yeah. That makes any sense at all. Um, and he obviously still loves her very much. Yes, yes. But I like that we're getting some background on. I mean, we've got, we know about Abby and Jenny. We know about Ichabod. Now we're learning about Frank. Yeah, I like so that So I really too. like that. And um, so then we move on. And I found this terribly convenient too. Um, Abby gets a box of the librarian's personal effects from her work. And... Um, well, I guess crime scene. I guess. It's, I mean, the woman's dead, so you're going to get some forensics research. And I just she thought it was awfully quick that it was, was released to quick. her. It was very, very quick. Um, so Small town? I, I guess. Forensics team, not very busy? Yeah, and she's like, I'm going to take these. There's no other investigations going on in this town. You know that. <laughs> so true. this is all there is. And uh, literally, Henry just wants to do a crossword puzzle. Yeah, we have a, a little bit of a research montage. Not and really um, montage, we, get some, we get some word business between him and Ichabod. I tried to look up Gumplefic. Yeah, I had never heard it's that before. It's not, I really couldn't find it anywhere. The only references I could find to it were back to Sleepy Hollow saying that it was a an ancient word for blah, blah, blah. Uh, whatever it was. Um, but I just couldn't, I don't know. I don't even know if it's a real word or not. It didn't seem to be in any dictionary. Or, it didn't say it was Old English this or Middle English that or... Yeah, I think Ichabod done made it up. I think he made it, but it fit the crosswords. <laughs> it so. did fit the crosswords. So. Yay! What do you What do you know? Um, and so Henry gets really bad vibes from a box that they find in the personal effects, and Ichabod notices the seal of Katrina's coven on the box. So the librarian was a witch. Yeah, and they find that a drawing of the doll, and Henry gets more bad feelings he gets waves of pain and sorrow from it yeah no i just have this this box note as boxo pain boxo pain it's just pain so much pain all right henry we we get the idea There's and pain. we find out that it belonged to ichabod's son now oh, that's the little book wasn't it yeah oh was, yeah the little book, the book with the drawing inside the box um had and a drawing of the doll in it yeah and and let me ask you when we find out that she was part of katrina's coven i took it to mean she was a descendant that's what I was thinking. But later on, I get the impression that no, I've got she was original. That. Yeah. She was originally part of the coven. So my question, I guess, is 
How many of these folks are like immortal? The uh, the priest was. The priest was, and it looks like the whole rest of her coven was too. But yet the Hessians yeah, are. Later. But they're not. But they're not raised. witches. No, they're, they're not, not witches though. But so they, do they have this like witch magic that they can just turn sure. themselves immortal? Sure. That seems terribly convenient. I know. Well, hey, that priest was around for a really long time on that consecrated ground with that stupid headstone. Um, (laughs) So why not live forever? Yeah, apparently it's a thing. Yeah, I I just, I don't think that was explained. No. At all? No. There was nothing to tie it back to. There was like, oh, this ritual was performed and they're going to live forever now. Yeah. And why? I guess I just kind of accepted it as a thing. Because it's, it is a thing. are, Are they staying alive purely because of what she did to Ichabod? I think they're waiting for Ichabod to wake. They're waiting for Ichabod okay. and death. You think they would have found him, though, and, like, made an attempt on him With or something. With metal detector? Oh, you mean after he's alive? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's, like, he's gallivanting alive. around oh, town. Oh, okay. Yeah. People are getting their heads chopped well, the librarian off. librarian knew exactly who, she wa- knew who he was. Yeah. I- I'm kind of surprised. Didn't because she, like, turn on her witch alarm or something yeah, at because, that point? Yeah, because they clearly wanted the him dead. The witch bat signal? The witch bat signal. Because they clearly wanted him dead, too, to prevent well, at this point, death. Well, at this point, he's no longer connected they to They don't death, know that. So. How are they supposed to know that? I don't know. It's in the script. I have lots of questions around that whole thing. I don't have answers. That's okay. Um, so it seems that Jeremy accidentally summoned this monster while he was being whipped um, at the orphanage Man, by this horrible, horrible priest. Jeremy's childhood sucked oh ass. Oh my god, this poor kid. Why is it that every time they depict an orphanage in a TV show, it's always so bad? I blame Dickens. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we can blame Dickens. We can totally blame Dickens. But that just really, really bugs me because I know people who are foster parents and it's not like that. Yeah. All the time. Um. Well, I think that highlights also the, that his parents weren't there to protect him yeah, from anything. Yeah, it, it really does. But it's just that stigma just really I know. bugs me. Um. And so it's it's this manifestation of this horrible, horrible, horrible doll that nobody would ever want. <laughs> I don't know. I want it, but Awful. now that I'm an adult, yeah, I think it's way cool, and I wouldn't mind having one, especially if I bleed on it and it comes to life to protect me. That'd be pretty cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> but they do mention that it's full of his anger. Yeah, like that's what Henry. I think it's what Henry. It's the says, manifestation. The manifestation of his yeah. anger. And um. Ichabod thinks that the monster followed him back from purgatory. Well, if you remember back when that creature busts through the door mm-hmm. and it's not Moloch, mm-hmm. you realize that it's the Gollum creature. Yes. It's, well, he hasn't been named yet, but we if you've watched the episode, if you haven't watched the episode, stop now. <laughs> Go watch the episode and then come back to the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so... You realize that that's the creature that busts through the door. Yeah. When he gets chased back. Which I think is interesting because um, Katrina's been in purgatory all this time. She says she goes to this church every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it chooses to attack when Ichabod is there. Yeah, I have theories about that, but there are spoilers involved. Okay. Okay. Um, spoilers for the episode or spoilers for later? Spoilers for another episode. All right. We'll talk over a drink. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I uh, that down somewhere. Yeah. And um, so he thinks that they that the golem is going after what remains of Katrina's coven. Mm-hmm. And we move back to Frank and Macy, and I, I really like their their dad daughter banter. Okay, I do too. I, I really do like that banter, and I really do like that we're learning a lot about Frank. 
But the fact that we're jumping between this story with Ichabod and Abby and Henry and Jeremy and then jumping back to the story of Frank and all of that, it seems out of place. I don't see how it worked. It doesn't seem to flow together. Yeah. It's not one story that's happening at the same time. It's literally two different stories. And this show doesn't really do that. Yeah. The show tends to stick to one storyline, even if it jumps between people in different locations. Yeah. But this is two totally different stories. It feels out of place. But they're both about fatherhood. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I get, thematically, I get why that what they were trying to do, but I'm with you. It felt choppy. But there's no resolution as to what's going on with Frank's side of the story in this episode. No. No. But I, it's probably just set up for future. It is set up for future episodes. This is episode 10. We only have a few more episodes. They're, I know they're, what they're, they're doing. Yeah, is they're They're, they're laying up. bricks, but you don't like but the it, way they did it. I, it feels so disconnected. Yeah. If maybe... They had stuck a scene in and then let the story flow, but it's it's really choppy, and I was like, "What the hell?" I didn't like it. Yeah, it wasn't there. it wasn't fun from a note like standpoint. <laughs> but uh, but they have they have a cute little talk, but they're also he's also accosted by a demonic hot chocolate salesman but who threatens hot, Macy. But hot chocolate with marshmallows fixes everything. It really does, though, y'all. I don't, I don't have any. I know. Crap. Um, but yeah, so it threatens, uh, Macy's soul. I would like to point out that he had white eyes. He did have white eyes. As we eyes. know, white eyes are not good. Right. Okay. White eyes are bad. White eyes are bad. Um, and so, but then we see Frank start shaking the guy for answers, which. Wow, he accosted him as a police officer. He did, and he did not put his objective, I'm going to look like a nut bar if I do this glasses <laughs> on. But it's, but we as the audience see, and I don't know how much Frank saw, but we as the audience see this spirit thing jump from yes. the guy into a woman. To the woman. And um, I think he saw something into. based on um, based on what we see in the next episode. I think he... he spoiler. He, well, it's not that big of a spoiler. <laughs> it's really not. It's not that big of a spoiler. Yes, it's... It does... He notices things. something's up with the woman, yeah, but so... it's hard to know at this point. And... Okay. But he is protect. He is... You do say when it comes to his daughter, he... Everything... Oh, yeah. falls to the side. But the demon, before Frank accosts him, um, he makes a point of saying, like, God has a plan, we have one too. Yeah, how strong is your daughter? Yeah, yeah. And so, wow. He goes, they go straight for Frank's weak spot. Oh, they sure do. And as a parent, I totally see where Frank's coming from. I would jump up and be just as as protective. Yeah. He's just not thinking with... With his badge, yeah. <laughs> With his, oh, I have to actually tell other people while I'm while I'm accosting this guy. Oh yeah. And so, um, we move on, and Crane and Henry have a talk in the tunnels, which I don't know why they're in the tunnels. Um, they don't really explain that. Now, yeah, I that was that uh, right here. But why are they in the tunnels? Yeah. They talk about the they. Uh, Henry walks. Ichabod's in the tunnels. Yes, and originally. Henry Henry comes in Henry and joins in, and they're talking about this is where we were talking about the age, her, the librarian's age, because um, they have ticket stubs from traveling carnivals from the last hundred years. But I got to thinking that even if she wasn't from the original coven, if she had ancestors, they could still be passing down these carnival tickets. That's true, because the carnival tickets themselves don't necessarily mean that she's been to all of them just because she has them. But it the could four be, who speak as one have been performing that long, right? Now, but we do know about yeah. that. Does lead back to them. I just I, I like better explanations for stuff like that, and we got none. I, I agree. I and, agree. But so the the conversation was af- after seeing the whole episode, 
this conversation was more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But why are they in the freaking tunnels? I don't know. Maybe he just went to sulk. I, I wouldn't sulk in a gross place. I'd go sulk somewhere cool. Yeah. But whatever. whatever. So they have they have a little conversation about fatherhood and sons. Um, and all of a sudden, Ichabod gets an idea to check Washington's Bible for a reference to the golem. Which we haven't, which hasn't been brought up in a while. No, we haven't seen the Bible in a while. Um, and so that's when they find the old carnival tickets. Um, and Ichabod believes that these women, uh, have cursed Katrina into purgatory. And that's when I put in my notes, apparently all witches in Sleepy Hollow are immortal, question mark, question mark. Yeah, could be. So, um, so there's a... I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with that. But I tell just, me. Yeah, exactly. Explicitly tell me that. Um, and if that's the case, are all witches able to be immortal? Because why are they not? Then I'm in the wrong line of work. I know. So, um, so they find a ticket stub for a recent carnival and they go to investigate. Okay, now wait. We need to back up just a little okay. bit. Um, so... Remember, I was having issues with different versions of different Bibles. Right. And I wasn't sure what, because there's so many different ones. Um, I did a little digging. George Washington's inaugural Bible. I was going to see what Bible in George Washington to see if I could find, if there right. was a thing, right. such thing as George Washington's Bible. Well, his inaugural, bleh, bleh, the Bible he used to swear in as president, <laughs> there it is. Was a King James Version. Okay. So I will probably use that particular version. So are going we assuming forward. that's Washington's Bible and not his personal Bible? Because this I, this was dated from yeah, like revolution. No, this is the, the Bible that, that Ichabod has, I believe, to be George Washington's personal Bible. Okay. I'm just saying that I'm gonna use this version of the Bible because it was prevalent be, at the time. As I have a connection to George Washington. Okay. Um so I'm assuming that that's a version that would be popular at that time. Okay. That makes um, sense. But guess who has George Washington's presidential swearing in? Because I can't say that word. Bible. A chapter of Masons. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. See, yeah. it's those damn Masons. I'm tell- it's yeah. either the Masons or the Templars. Uh, see? So, uh, just thought you thought you would find that interesting. I do. So, yeah, anytime I do any research, um, because there's this one particular website that I can go to, and you can switch between different, you can have a one chapter and verse mm-hmm. up. And you can switch between different versions. So I just, I had to pick a version. Yeah. And a virgin? Version. <laughs> version. Virgin. <clears throat> that's another cast. Um, so this, that's the logic I used. And okay. And that seems to make a lot of sense. So I, So of going course, forward, that's what you're going to use. That's what I'm going to try to use. So, um, so of course, I looked up Psalms 139. Right. To see if it does reference this golem mm-hmm. that they do, they mention sort of um because i always thought from from what my understanding of and some of this goes back to there was a gargoyles cartoon on this um when i was a kid i love that show again i'm showing my age uh but there was there was a um a golem episode uh it was uh, i had always heard that it was it was a hebrew story i didn't you know wait for it okay you got more for me wait for it um the king james Bible says, Thine eyes did see my substance yet being imperfect. So whatever he's quoting was not the King James. Um, so I'm not really sure because I couldn't find any. Because actually the, the link I'm going to leave in the show notes shows different versions with one 
verse. Okay. Which is actually was actually pretty cool. So I can look through different ones, and we'll put yeah. that in the show notes so that you can see it. So I really couldn't find it, but when I did a Google search about that particular passage, it does all seem to go back to the fact that that is what that passage is about, yeah. is a golem-type creature. But when I did research on the golem in and of itself, it does it is Jewish. Yeah. It does have uh, history. It was in Prague, wasn't it? Uh, well, that's a specific one. Oh, okay. The history of the golem goes back. It's in the, the Talmud. The Talmud, yeah. The Talmud. Um, it goes all the way back to there. Okay. Adam is referred to as a golem. Oh. Meaning a body without a soul. Okay. So an unformed an unformed body is okay. what they're basically calling a golem. But it does go on to the, the legend of the golem. Um is a thing yeah oh yeah definitely because hell if i've heard of it it's a thing yeah it's it's all over the, i think we we saw it in well, we did see it in what was it supernatural we saw a reference to the golem yeah yeah they had a golem episode so it's it's been around but it, it is uh hebrew um wait a hold on stupid pop-ups uh <laughs> in hebrew golem stands for shapeless mass okay so and I'll, I'll put that link in here as well i just thought it was really interesting that adam before somewhere between the time that god created adam and adam became a person he that was, in between period he's referred to as a golem i had never heard that that's i hadn't either i hmm. just thought that was really cool yeah okay so using a golem as a protector has a history okay. it's a thing so i thought that was kind of cool that is cool and that that kind of goes back to the fact that they pull from all kind of different cultures yeah they don't stick with just one particular no. Uh, it's all it's all it all they don't seem to be pulling a whole lot of like greek mystery or north myth, norse mythology uh, we may have a thor sticking. episode you don't know uh, i don't know <laughs> that'd be really I cool no but they do tend to be sticking to uh, biblical yeah and um yeah judeo-christian judeo-christian thank yeah. you i knew that was a word i was like I know. um and so he, he wants to go in alone to this carnival, and Abby is not pleased about it, but she lets him. And he goes to visit the tent for the yeah, four who speak as one. Because she just happened to have gone two days ago. Luckily, the women are still around. Yeah. Well, and I find it odd that these women are, they're witches, they're immortal witches, and they choose to make their living as carnival, as a carnival act. It's a good cover. They move, they move around a lot. They're never in one place for very long. They still get to eat. Whatever. <laughs> you make it sound like they're eating children or something. Did you see those teeth? That's true. Oh, my gosh. We need to talk about that in a minute. Um, so he goes in, and they read his palm, and they all of a sudden but, they know who he is. But, but, but Abby, or there's a reference to the word gongoozler. Yeah, is that a thing? It's a thing. Oh, okay. They didn't only make they only made what one word this gun, episode. Gun, yeah, but the gongoozler it is a word he um he refers to it as someone being a bystander. But the actual definition is um someone who's standing by declining to offer assistance. Okay. So from now on, anytime I'm in traffic and they're rubberneckers, I'm calling them gongooslers. Okay, I like that. It sounds Susian, but okay. So now, okay. What is with these teeth? Okay, but I love this carnival. Yeah, this I know carnival really looks want to really cool. Teeth, but I love the look of this carnival. It's very um, vintage. Yeah, you know the the there there's a tr like almost a trope of vintage sinister carnival. 
Mm-hmm. And this totally had I it. I love it. Where it's kind of that sign was faded just, and kind of creepy, and like these are the kind of carnivals that would have the clowns that will eat you. Yeah, this the whole time I'm watching this, I'm going, please don't let there be a clown. Please don't <laughs> let there be a clown because she's gonna freak out. Please I, don't. I know, guys, no, I don't like clowns. Clowns. I'm like, please don't let there be a clown. It's Stephen King's I'll, fault, man. It's Stephen King's fault. Yeah. But Tim Curry plays such a good He Pennywise. does, but it's horrible when you're like eight. Why were you reading it at eight I was years not reading old? it. No, okay, I have a story. I was not reading it. It was, um, okay, maybe I wasn't eight. It was, I'll have to check the dates. But they made a TV movie like, what was it, early 90s? And um, at date, at summer camp, they let us watch the first half of it. They did not. Why? I don't know, but they would not let us watch the second half of it. It was because, in 1990. Okay. They would not let it. Yeah, I was like, se- yeah, I was seven or eight. Okay. Don't look at my screen. And okay. <laughs> they let us watch the first half of it, and the second half, they said it was too gory. Then but, why did they let you watch the. But the second half is where they kill it. And so I never you got a no, resolution. You had no closure. Oh, no. I just got all the scary shit. And so, like, there was Fuck. about there was about a year where I would take a bath and I would not let the water out. And, like, my mom would continuously ask me about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot. And it was because Pennywise lived in the drains. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't like clowns. Okay, so here's my story. Okay. Because you told that story. I want to tell this story. Okay. When I was very, very young. I probably was in like first or second grade. I was on my way from my room to go outside and play. We didn't have the interwebs back then. (laughs) And I'm passing through the living room and my mom is watching The Blob. Okay. And there's this cute little white kitten on the screen. Does it eat the kitten? I guess it eats the kitten. (laughs) And then there's a woman in a bathtub and the blob creeps up under the door Uh and gets to the woman in the bathtub and that's where I lost it and I left the house oh my gosh when I as a child after seeing that going to the bathroom to take a shower and I would close the door Uh uh-huh I would freak out. I would get, I would take the fastest freaking shower. And then I my your imagination goes wild. Oh, it does. Okay. Little kid imaginations are powerful. So now I'm scared that the blob's going to come up out of the drain and it's not going to be red. It's going to be clear because I can't see it. Oh my gosh. So you even changed the blob. Oh yeah, my brain changed that story and so for years taking a bath or a shower really freaked me out. Oh my so gosh. So I can see the Dra- trauma yeah, yeah. of the clown. Yes. I can relate now. So, yeah. So <laughs> Sorry why. we went off on that direction. But I don't like clowns, and I'm glad there were no creepy carnival clowns in this episode. Yes. Thank you. We're very thankful, but it was a really cool carnival. It was. It was really cool. Now, can we please talk about their teeth? Because this Yes, we me. can talk about their teeth. Okay, so apparently in this, in, in, your, in your spell book, in your, in your grimoire, <laughs> you've got immortality. Check. Yeah. You've got not just immortality, but youth, because they're not—they're not, they're not no, old. No, they're not old and creepy. Um, but we also have not only um bad teeth. That wasn't just neglected. They weren't teeth. bad teeth. No, they were pointed. That is filed down and every pointed. Every one of every—not even just a few of them. Every not like vampire teeth. Yeah. Every the thing is, all of the actresses—you could see their mouths. They had they you could tell out. they were the, yeah they, they were distorted mouths and and I actually were, I applaud them for having the enunciation they did around those teeth. It had to be a voiceover. But you know what it reminded me of oddly enough. What 
you know the the horseman's teeth in the Johnny Depp Sleepy Hollow movie? No. Christopher Walken's teeth were filed down to points. Oh, yeah, they were, weren't they? And they were real real brown and gross. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Okay. But it so, could be a nod. It could be a nod to that. Maybe. But so in the pantheon of witch spells... Right next to immortality is the pointy teeth. Or it could be a side tea. effect I, sh- of immortality. Shit, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. Put some, like, caps on that or something. Get some dent. I mean, like, something yeah, that bothered was, me. I really didn't understand why. It looked really creepy and cool. Um, you could visibly tell, though, that it was... Yeah, the all of the actresses' mouths were distorted. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so... I'm making I, funny faces. I just really... I don't understand how this witchcraft thing works in Sleepy Hollow. No. I could just picture other covens around the world and, being like, man, those bitches are crazy. And so far, none of the witchcraft that they've come, we've come across in Sleepy Hollow works nothing like any of the witchcraft i've actually witnessed it's i don't even know (laughs) so the tvs and movies just takes this little kernel and go whoosh yeah and so these guys actually um they reminded me of the three fates even though there were four of them (laughs) but as far as the way they would speak either in unison or they would pick up sentences right from each other you're you're talking about to the clash of titans movie yeah well yeah that that. and a lot of a lot of the fates representations are like that that's true they do um so they were especially since they started talking about fate like repeatedly in this short span of time what i wanted to know is they they show up at this carnival why are they happen to already be seated at this freaking table uh, they were performing, or even though nobody there was no there? There were no lights, the place was dead, no pun intended. Well, it couldn't have been that deserted, because there were people later on screaming yeah, and running true. around. So, I don't know, maybe it was just know. a really sleepy, horrible carnival? <laughs> I, I had <laughs> a nothing. sleepy carnival in Sleepy, sleepy Hollow? <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Um, but Ichabod immediately calls them on their bluff when they're trying to ask him who he is. Yeah, he's, he's like, like yeah, you know who I you am. You know who I am. Just don't even. Um, and they, they mention that his arrival has sealed their fate and that they're set to die that night. And yeah. so the kind of the fated thing we've talked about has been a thread. And it's always my question. It sounds like the writer kind of pulled from that. Yeah. Like how trope. how much of this can be changed not just with these women but with this whole damn thing with the witnesses and with uh, the apocalypse and yeah would abby everything would abby still have become a witness even if moloch didn't visit her in the woods yeah or if moloch would have killed her would ichabod still have risen or would he have waited longer for another witness to be born yeah i so i don't know how would jenny have become the witness right right was it fated to be just abby or could circumstance change or like all that the, and and when they started talking about fate, I was like, okay, you're not explaining any of this, but no. whatever. <laughs> Pick a path. Either it's fate or it's not. Right, right. And so um, we find out that uh, that Jeremy was hunted along with the uh, golem. Yes. And well, that he was wreaking havoc. He was. He was. And um, that this coven trapped the creature in purgatory. So Which apparently they were good at because they had already trapped Katrina there. Yes. Well, now we know how the golem got to Purgatory. Yes. Yes. And um, and that it was trapped there. It wasn't, like, meant to be there. Which, I, if I was Moloch, I'd be like, witches quit sending shit in a Purgatory. <laughs> I know. Which side, which side are they on? 
<laughs> and you get the que- you get the thing though. This was not a monster that Moloch sent out into the open. No. This was completely outside of their was not a monster of the yeah, not one of Moloch's Yeah. legions of evil. Right. And so um but they and at first I was like, "Wow, which is y'all are shitty destroying this boy's <laughs> one bodyguard." But they do they do offer to have him join their coven, which has got to be shitty because it's like, hey, I know we got rid of your mom, but... But does he know that? I don't know. As a child. I don't know how much he knows. But yeah. obviously he knows there's a coven and there's witches and he knows he's a witch. So, um, but he refuses to join them. And so they, of course, take the next logical step and bury him alive. Sure, okay. And I'm What just... else are you going to do with him? Apparently witches are immortal. <sighs> I don't know, but like... What would ha- I mean, killing him... They can't just let him be? If they would he be stronger if they killed him? Maybe that was their fear because they <gasps> they quote stopped his heart. Yeah, you doesn't that make you dead? I but they made it very ominous that they were lowering him into the ground, and I kind of don't you still kind of hear the heartbeat? It never completely stopped. But they say we stopped his heart. They say we stopped his heart, but the heartbeat ne- it slows, uh, no, but the heartbeat no. never completely stops. I don't stops. like it. I don't like it. It was all like confusing. Yeah. yeah they're, and there the rules to the magic, not even just even beyond witchcraft. The rules of magic in this show badly changed to meet their needs. They are not defined. There are no rules and I don't like that. Yeah. And um so they 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 again make with the fate talk and <laughs> make with the fate talk. They do. It's, it's a technical term. Yes, it is. And um, it turns out that only Jeremy's blood can stop the golem. Blood created the golem. Blood will kill the golem. Well, right. When I did some golem, did the golem research, I was looking. Well, how does one create a golem? Well, apparently in the um, Talmud, they talk about how. Uh, there's incantations, mm-hmm. and then to put, I don't want to say, to, and then you can reverse the incantation to reverse the spell, basically. Um, in a couple of different places when I was looking into it, it mentioned you do this this way, and then you reverse it to, to get rid of, or put down, um, dispel, whatever, the golem. But nowhere, anywhere did I find anything about a blood connection. And, um... With my vast golem knowledge sure, from sure. gargoyles, um, it, it was something. Uh, I think it was some Hebrew written on the go- on, on the golem's forehead, and then I think you had to wipe it off, and then it turned into an inanimate I think I lump of that clay. Episode. Yeah, um, and in that's that's my vast golem knowledge. In supernatural, uh, the it was a strip of paper, it was a, wasn't it? Like a little script in a little scroll yeah um and he like would put it in his mouth yeah and like it's but it was a doing something and a reversing of something yeah but th- so this is the first mention of of any kind of blood but stuff. it does keep with the you have to do something and then you have to do something to reverse it right right so it kind of works but not but it plays to the story yeah so fine whatever and um the golem starts rampaging through the carnival and i have a okay. question in my notes for you I do too. What are the other people, other people meaning our non-team anti-apocalypse, what are they seeing? I don't know because what's the fallout to this? That's my question. I, and I kind of, I, I kind of have this running pet theory that unless you're inv- directly involved in this, you don't see anything. That's a possibility. But also fear does a lot to a person's mind. True. When you're so scared things are happening and of course there's uh he's knocking stuff over there's the big power light 
power light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The big, huge. I mean, that, and that tower light, light, light post. Yeah. There it is. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I mean, that thing is huge when it falls down, and there's chaos everywhere. But there, there was one shot, and I could not see the golem in the shot, but shit was getting thrown around. And I kind of think, okay, there but were... But they don't explain it. No. Again. No, they don't. And so I kind of... I'm going off this pet assumption that in Sleepy Hollow, there could be a horseman riding down the middle of the street... <laughs> And you're not going to see him unless you're directly involved. Yeah, because there were the two, put your hands on your head. But they guys. were, they were but like. They were right there in yeah. his line of sight. It's almost like a glamour kind of thing. Because that back then, you know, in those episodes, that horseman was riding all through town. Yeah, and we've had, we've had all in kind of full, stuff. full American British Revolution era garb garb on this white horse headless with big old red glowy eyes that were just so bad yeah so i mean i kind of i kind of am leaning toward i wish they would explain that though yeah i I do too like because they explain so much else because i think it would feed into the fact that why the witnesses and jenny and frank are so isolated yeah they can't just tell people what they're seeing true because story nobody else is going to see it again it goes back to the lack of rules yeah in this magical lack of magical rules but what i wanted to ask you okay was the uh the women the four women who speak as one Mm -hmm. um which i need to go back to the easter egg i think i found on a forum somewhere about them um are they helping him or are they not helping him because they explain what happened to jeremy but they tell him how to get rid of this golem right that they trapped in purgatory in the first place yeah so you know are they i don't know are they good are they not are they helping him what what and they didn't seem real torn up about their death either well they knew it was coming their fate was sealed and yeah they should accept it um but let me go back i actually because when i was looking up uh uh the four who speak as one well but to kind of answer your question though Oh, yeah. Yeah. Answer the question I asked you, sure. It's interesting, though, because they, it would behoove them to not help him. Mm -hmm. Because if the golem kills him, they don't know, I'm assuming they don't know the blood tie has been severed. Unless there's some kind of magic weekly publication in Sleepy Hollow that, like, lets everybody know on (laughs) the goings on. But I'm assuming they don't know the blood tie. So I could see them almost not wanting to help him, but yet they do give him the very um convenient way to kill him yeah because i don't think he would have done that otherwise uh yeah i don't i don't know it's if it's all very gray which i'm fine with gray yeah but i just wanted to ask you what you thought of that yeah um so anyway um as i was looking for the four who speak as one i was looking for some research i found on the sleepy hollow wikia forums it just popped up in the top page of my Google search. Um, and I wish I could give credit to the person who wrote this, but it's simply written by a Wikia contributor. Oh. There's no name. Um, and so this person goes on, and I'll just quote it. It says, I looked on IMDb to find out who played the four who speak as one when I noticed that each one is given a name. Okay. Issa, Jur, Nahum, and Mal. 
Those are not colonial lady names. While one is immediately evident as a biblical prophet, Nahum, spelled N-A-H-U-M, the other three are commonly used abbreviations for other prophetic books, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Malachi. Wow. Isa, Jeremiah, or Isa, Isaiah, Jer, Jeremiah, and Mal, Malachi. Um, while each of these prophets were historically male, I have no doubt that the names of the four who speak as one are intended to reflect the four Old Testament prophets and not just a coincidence. Yeah, that because to me, they had to go out of their way to do that because not only do they name them in the script when they easily could not have, mm-hmm. they pick names that are not colonial, that, that would not have been present no. in, in that time. No. no. So that's, Mm-mm. wow. Yeah, but you don't, unless you see the credits or see... And see, that's the thing. Either either they're being so subtle that it that I'm missing a lot of this stuff. Right. Or they're just not explaining it well. Or I think they're doing themselves well, a disservice I'm, in a lot of these cases. They're not letting us give them... Well, like in that... Because that's episode, really clever. Yeah, well, the episode of The Sanctuary, they don't... The Scarecrow? Yeah. They name it in the credits, but they don't name it in the show. And they don't name these... Women, unless it, that's a scene that got cut. Uh, but I'm sure, I mean, when you're writing the script and you have these four women, you have to name. Yeah. And instead of woman one, woman two, woman three, woman four. Which they could have easily they done. The they could have yeah. been like, which one, which two, which three, which four. But No, but the, the writer chose to give yeah. them these names. And I just thought that was a really neat Easter egg. And I wish I could give this person credit for whoever this is that did this research. And but her. it's just a general. Yeah, it just says a contributor. So Okay. Um, I will put a link out to that. In the show notes. In the show notes. Okay. For people to see, because I really thought it was interesting. Um, so we get the golem rampaging, and in the course of this, Ichabod gets injured with a shard of funhouse glass to his shoulder area. Ow. And he just pulls it out. Just rips that right out. That's- it becomes convenient later, but I was like, don't pull that shit out. And I was like, no. That's like first aid 101. You don't do that. Yeah, puncture wounds. Yeah. You do not. Don't know. pull the pointy thing out. Because it'll bleed. Right. There, it won't seal. That's the problem with, that's why you don't. Yeah. Because I, I took first aid 25 years ago. Um, goes back to when I was going to be a nurse. But right. But chose not to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, puncture, and that's why you don't, because puncture wounds, there's, it doesn't, there's no way for it to, the blood to clot right. up and, and, it'll and just, seal, sh- and it'll just bleed. You'll bleed, literally, you will bleed to death. Yeah. So don't do the thing. Don't do it, kids. But Henry mentions it needs the blood of Jeremy. Your blood is in Jeremy's veins, so you yeah. have the blood. I'm, boy, Henry is such a wealth of information in this episode. I know he's super helpful. Boy, he's, he's like this this uh, this anti demon sidekick. That's not weird. That's not weird or super convenient at all. No, because of course I I I remember going back when I watched this the first time thinking, oh, okay, it's Ichabod's blood because he's got Jeremy's blood. Yeah. That's a common trope either. It's it's the parent or the child that I mean it's it works it's both damn ways. pirates of the Caribbean all over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's Will Turner instead of Bootstrap. I mean it's a whole thing. It's one soul, this soul. <laughs> so um so yeah he pulls this thing out and um he confronts the golem. Okay, no wait. Okay. Throughout this episode, they have talked about this golem like it is this senseless, mindless creature just filled with anger. Right. And so what does Ichabod do? He wants to have a chat he with it. He wants to reason with it. Yes. And it kind of works, at least yeah. temporarily. And the creature gets sad. I know. I, I felt bad for it. I was sad. I felt really bad for it. 
because I think Aww. this has been our most sympathetic monster. I think it has. And um, but yeah, Ichabod, Ichabod thanks the golem for being there for him when yes. there for Jeremy when he couldn't be. Aww. Um, and <laughs> I'm like, don't kill it. It works. It works for a little while, and then it just goes. Rawr. Yeah. And he ends up he stabs it with the bloody mirror shard with his blood on it. Yeah. And it collapses. It just kind of. Yep. Um, which they didn't really explain because back in, back in the original legend, it is a monster made of clay and this is clearly a clay monster, but yet it came from a doll. Well, you know, so yeah, whatever. Um, (laughs) and so, uh, and witches have pointy teeth, so yeah, he destroys the golem and, um, they say goodbye to Henry who seems a lot less reluctant than he was. Well, at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, but of course, being through something well, like that, you that's a bond. Well, yeah, it, and I don't... I know you were talking about, you know, becomes clay, but this is a doll. It does return back to being this little itty-bitty little Patrick <sighs> look-alike. Burn it. Burn doll, it. I, they, whatever, what did happen? I don't know. I don't know. Ooh. Do you just leave that around for some other kid to pick it up and bleed no. on it and turn it into a golem? Or does it have to be a witch kid? I don't see. No I rules. I don't know. But no I was rules. really sad. I was too. I felt really bad for, for this thing because he really, he was only there to protect Jeremy. That, yeah, that's all he wanted. And um, so we go to our, our standard post case witnessed bonding time and Abby got Ichabod a present. And she gives it to him early. And I, of course, quoted this because this is beautiful. Yes. You embroidered my name on some oversized hosiery. Yes. Yeah, my note says oversized hosiery. So I'm right there with you. Merry damn Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) And then now kiss. Because damn. Because yeah. This was so cute. It was adorable. It was adorable. I love these two together. Um, And so... We, yeah. you know, Abby, Abby gives him the present and she's like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, grab some food. I'll be right back. And we get a fractured mirror, which is never a sign of anything good. No, but at least this is, we've seen this before in the show. Yes. The, the, yeah, they're building on their own mythology. And Yay. so he looks in the mirror and he gets a vision of purgatory. Well, well, I get the idea that, well, is it a vision or is he transported to... If he, if he can get transported and then he gets sent back. Or maybe just his soul is transported. I don't know. Moloch's got some big juju if he can do that like that. That's true. Because it was a big deal for Henry to do it. True. Um, but Moloch's not human, so. That's true. He is But Moloch. if Moloch has the power to take him to purgatory, why not just take him to purgatory and keep him there? I don't know. Okay. You can't. They're immortal? He's immortal. Oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, so however, whatever it happens, he gets some kind of a vision and Moloch gives him a warning, which was really stupid. If you're Moloch, why would you do this? But I have to say, and and I had to write this out. Moloch gives him a warning worthy of Katrina's babblings. That's true. Because it's very convoluted. I think the real plan is to just piss people off with your, like... Because I'm, I'm not good at riddles. I'm not good at, like, poetry. I'm not good at any of that stuff. And I know if I was in that situation, I'd be like, son of a bitch, somebody tell me what the fuck is going on. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
But yeah, I, I had to write, make sure that I wrote that down because yeah, it's totally worthy of Katrina. It is crap. He says that the saint's name is a sign. When Ichabod knows what that means, war will take form, and so we get and. On my close caption, war was not capitalized, but I took it to mean the I didn't even war. think to look. My, it wasn't capitalized, and they always capitalize death, so I don't know. But um, war will take form, and then the end of days begins. And Moloch says that um, Ichabod and Abby's deaths are forthcoming. Um, he makes a creepy, creepy point about Abby's soul. He says he's touched it before. No, he doesn't say Abby. No, he, he says, says the other witness. I have, I, or, does he say, I thought he says, I've touched her soul before. Maybe. He never says who her, because I'm watching it, and I'm like, is he talking about Katrina? Is he talking about Abby? I took it to mean, I think when he was talking about the witnesses, I think that's where I assumed. Okay. Um, And so. I don't think it was very clear. Uh, yeah, my, so. and so I took it to mean he's after Abby's soul, and then he says that Ichabod is going to deliver it to him. Yeah. Da, 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 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. end episode yep so overall i think this was a good one um but if i do if i just take a cursory look at this show like i did the first time i watched it um i'm like oh yeah this is great but the more i start asking questions <laughs> and not getting answers the more i'm like son of a bitch you didn't yeah. explain this stuff because yeah. i think and some of this could be just because they're constrained with an hour format True. Um, but I feel and like... And even after commercials, it's only 45 minutes. Yeah, but I feel like some of this shit is going to have to... They have There's, to explain some of this stuff. I really don't like the lack of magical rules. Yeah. And um, it's it just gives them too much freedom. Yeah, to just be like, oh yeah, magic fixed it, or magic fucked it well, up, that, or whatever. Right, and the, the thing is, is they've set up so many other things, like Ichabod's eidetic memory. Mm-hmm. They set that up early on. Right. Um, but why not set up these other rules yeah like i would love for them to have and it would have been solved in the first episode all they had to do was have a conversation about why that priest was still alive yeah but yeah because ichabod knew that i mean he had like that's why he looked at him so weird because they recognized each other yes they did so i mean obviously they could have just had a quick thing like her entire coven decided to cast a spell to be immortal to watch out or whatever oh, that, whatever and that whatever. little piece of tidbit piece of tidbit yeah mm, okay it's it's really tiny tidbit. yeah mm-hmm. that piece of tidbit could have been stuck in pretty much in any of the flashbacks yeah. discussing katrina being um imprisoned in purgatory or any of the mentions of the coven yeah so it could have easily have been just I a just, little eat that kind of stuff bothers me so but if you think about it, the priest was on katrina's side of this whole do we kill Ichabod? Do we because the Masons yeah. want to kill Ichabod? The the Sacred Heart chicks want to kill, to kill Ichabod. Ichabod. But this priest who was a part of this had to be a part of this coven, right? Who was watching over uh, the uh, head? Yeah, was not. Yeah, he was on Katrina's side. So why isn't he locked up in purgatory? Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, they made it really clear. Like you cross us and we fuck you up. It's not just a well. We'll agree to disagree. Let's go about your I know. business. So because when Katrina gave Jeremy up, it was very much like we will be hunted. Yeah, and the man's been posing as a priest for all this time. Yeah, it's and, not like they couldn't find him. Yeah, it, in in that parish even. Yeah, but, yeah. It really kills me because I mean. They just went f- from 90 to nothing. Yeah. You well, know. It's just the, 
I don't like, and, and, and like I said just a minute ago, they set other stuff up, but they're not setting this up. Yeah. They're just letting these little, they tend to let these little details, these magical details, and they may be leaving it open for themselves so they don't have to abide by these rules later, but I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, it, and it just doesn't seem like very covenly behavior. No, it's not. It's, it's like they all watched The Saying. Craft and they were like. That was a horrible, that was a great movie, but it was horrible. <laughs> We'll probably we need to cast that as we point. should cast that because I'll, you can, I'll, oh, I'll you'll be all research up in all, that. I'll all be day all long. up in that. Yeah. Have you seen that bookshelf back there? I have. Yes. Yes. So, so. all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, we do have the same brain. Yes, we do. Uh, anything else you want to add? No. Uh, overall, outside of that crap, <laughs> the lack of magical <laughs> rules. Crap. It was a really good episode. It's episode ten. We've only got three more episodes this season. Yep. We're obviously. Is we're getting our way towards a season finale. Yeah, yeah. We we, you can we got feel, to. You can feel yeah. that it's kind of coming to yeah. a head. But I I do like um, we we had this monster of the week thing. We have this overall story arc. But with this episode, it kind of brought the two together. Yeah. Kind of like taking the two roads and bringing it yeah. into one. That was good. It wasn't purely like, okay, this is completely filler. We don't completely hate the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Uh, so that I thought that was really interesting. Um, and and honestly, when it comes down to the rules of this magic shit, I cannot fault the writer of the week. I can no because they do have multiple writers. They do, and uh, I fault more the creators. Which some of these, uh, you know, a lot of the writers weekly are some of the creators. I kind of fault that it wasn't set up enough and it, and I'm guessing in the writer's room there isn't enough like oh no you can't do that because of xyz it's just like whatever well let me give the writers a little bit of uh, a little tidbit pro tip uh-huh get you a whiteboard yeah write you some rules down yep there you go and all abide Done. by them yeah so this is what supernatural didn't do no <laughs> come on they've been through 10 seasons I know they can't even with remember an their own shit one. I don't know that well, that's a. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that because that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> they did not be, gonna. Do. They did better in season ten than they had. That's in, true. I'm just don't go ahead and that's say true. it. So. so, um, so guys, let us know what you think about this uh, episode or show or any of our like ramblings or <laughs> theories. Um, if you have any additional information for us or if you want to share anything, um, we really want to hear from you. Uh, even if you have any horror stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why, why you're scared of clowns, it's okay. We want to hear that, too. Uh, you can email it to us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Tumblr at randomtpodcasts.tumblr.com, or you can tweet at us at randomtcasts. And um, I would just, guys, I would ask if it's super important, don't send it via Tumblr's horrible messaging system. Uh, send it via email. Um, not that we don't love Tumblr messages, but, you know, just trying to make sure nobody eats your message. Um, and if you don't want to remember all of our many, many um, ats and dot coms, uh, just remember the one, uh, and it's um, randomtpodcast.com, and it has links to all our pertinent stuff, um, you know, any sites that we're on, iTunes, all that good stuff, um, and you can find us. And while you're there, if you're while you're listening in whatever app you may be listening or, or on your computer, um, please leave us feedback or like it or share it or... Um, high five us high five it, yes. or whatever the hell that site or app or whatever will let you do. Um, please leave us feedback. We, we love to hear from you guys. And, you know, if you like it, please say so, rate us, anything like that. 
So is that the end of our pimp session? I think I'm good. Okay, great. Um, thank you guys for listening. I'm Shania. I'm Queenie.